All right, so welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life. Mm. <laughs> I'm your hostess, Gaia Morissette, and um, you know, today I wanted to talk to you about how do we deal when somebody else is having emotions, or how do we have people support us when we're in the middle of dealing with emotions, whether that doesn't matter what emotion we have going on, um, anger, sadness, grief, anxiety, panic, like the whole gamut of human experience. And the reason I thought this was a good conversation to have um, was because I've been inspired that recently I've been doing a lot of my own personal growth and development uh, work and doing some really deep uh, reco trauma recovery healing of my stuff. And, you know, um, you know, the poor people around me <laughs> to deal with emotional me. <laughs> And so, um, you know, I wanted to, I was like thinking about, you know, um, you know, my people, my tribe around me is really well uh, versed in how to handle deep emotions when someone's, you know, holding space for somebody to be in their feelings. And, and, you know, and I have a lot of clients come see me that, you know, it's a number one issue that's going on for, for in their relationships is that, you know, one person is like having some emotions and the other person doesn't know how to handle it and usually handle it poorly, which then creates a lot of conflict. And instead of support and connection and more intimacy, it actually causes more strife and more distance with each other. So that's why I wanted to have this conversation because I think, you know, especially since depending on uh, when you listen to this episode um, of my Orgasmic Life podcast, um, you know, we are in a time right now um, being in an epidemic of, you know, the coronavirus. And because of that, we are kind of stuck with people you know who were who were in lockdown with and so um navigating people's feelings and emotions and you know and there's a lot of intensity right now and so um so that you don't you know plan anybody's you know uh, death while they're sleeping <laughs> i thought this would be a good conversation for everybody to okay so the first thing is the person who is having the emotions, so whether they're angry, whether they're sad, whether they're hurt, whether they're upset, whether they're um, scared, whether they're afraid, whatever emotion that they're having. The person who's like kind of in the, in the sphere with them, um, this is until you can start to, you know, eventually you won't have to do this, but in the beginning, it's important to do this. So when somebody starts having their feelings, you're going to ask them a question. This is the question you're going to ask them. How would you like me to support you right now? And now you're going to give a list of things, okay? Because, you know, depending on the level of experience of, you know, communication and self-awareness and all these kind of things, um, you know, one person might be like, okay, this is what I need. I need you to just listen. I need this. I need this. I need this. But if the person is um, not in that place and they may not know the answer to that. So, okay. So the first thing is somebody starts to have a feeling. They're crying. They're 
they're angry and you know and you're you're in this fear with them you're in that moment with them and this is what you're gonna say how do you need me to support you right now would you like me to just listen would you like me to give you a hug would you like me to give you some advice when you're done what do you need from me right now do you need me to leave you alone so by asking those questions a couple things happen one the dynamic changes drastically from this person having a, a emotional expression the other person freaking out and panicking of like, I don't know how to handle this and I don't know what to do with this. This is making me really uncomfortable. And what happens if I say something wrong or I do something wrong? So the person who's, who's in that support space isn't feeling very safe to be supportive. So they don't know what they're supposed to do or how they're supposed to react. And so they're not even present they're not really there because they're panicking so you have you know one the person has an emotion and the person that's supposed to be you know the support person is panicking because now they don't know what they're supposed to do and they don't know how they you know and what if they do it wrong and all these things so we minimize that we change that dynamic so that's one of the dynamics the other dynamic is that when the person who is having an emotion um, when somebody asks you directly, how can I support you in this moment and gives you a series of asking, you know, some options. So, you know, do you need me to just listen right now? Do you need me to weigh in with some advice when you're done? Would you like, do you need a hug? Do you need me to just say everything's going to be okay? Um, what is it that you need from me? So when you, when you say that as the support person, you know what that does? The person who's having the emotions, they have to take responsibility for what they need. And so that changes this dynamic that often happens um, where, you know, um, somebody expects somebody else to be a mind reader. And I don't really need to go into that piece because kind of like you kind of know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Actually, maybe I do need to. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> Expecting you to be a mind reader? <laughs> so this dynamic that we often have in relationships where we assume somebody is going to know exactly what we need and the way we need it. And if they don't get it right, then they don't care about us. They don't love us. They reject us. There's all these negative reactions that happen in that moment. And so it's really, really important to change that dynamic. So when somebody asks you point blank while you're having your feelings, what it is that they need from, what do you need from them? What this does is it changes the dynamic from you um, expecting them to figure it out um, versus you just asking for what you need or giving them the opportunity to support you in the way that you really desire to be supported. At the end of the day, um, asking for what you need is ultimately the best solution, well, to most problems, actually. <laughs> it's just a really good role. And it helps you to take responsibility as the person who's having the emotions to take ownership and responsibility for um, self-care and taking care of yourself and allowing somebody else to support you in that moment. Okay? So recap. 
moral of the story is when somebody, actually, before I get into a recap, why don't, why do we panic? Why do we, why do we say the wrong thing? Why do we do the wrong thing? Um, so I just want to talk a little bit into that for a second. So one, depending on how you grew up and the relationship dynamics that you saw about emotions and feelings and how to interact and how your emotions and feelings were engaged with as a child will have a lot to do with your ability to um, react to other people having feelings. So here's an example. If when you were, you know, a kid, there was anger and anger was used in an abusive, not safe, scary way, the minute you are around somebody that is angry, um, you will either run away because it's really uncomfortable and it's triggering, or if it was your, you know, you grew up in a household where everybody yelled, then you're going to yell, right? So this is part of that we are our own programming right so our emotional responses of how somebody else's hand like what somebody else's emotions are and what we think that we our actions are supposed to be will have a lot to do with what you saw growing up but that doesn't work all the time or for everybody and that's why often um, people don't do it get it right you know like i'm a trained professional and, you know, I've learned over the years and I'm really good at what I do to be able to hold a safe space to support people talking about horrendous trauma and shame and guilt and all those kind of things. And I still need to always make sure that I check in and ask, how, what do you need? Do you need this, 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 or this? Um, so this is a good rule to live by. Now we've been so then, so these are sometimes the reactions or the, the responses that we do when somebody is going into uh, emotional expression. We either one want to fix it. So we downplay the experience. We, we kind of put it back together and then we come up with a solution um, so that, you know, the emotion can be done and because it's really uncomfortable for us and we really want it to be finished. So that's one thing that we've been taught is that we just fix it. We just fix it and then the feeling's done. It's like, there's no reason to have any feelings. The, the problem, is the whatever it is, has been solved. The other is to basically glaze over and to dissociate which is basically leaving the situation with leaving <laughs> your mind has gone somewhere else where your body is still there because you're inc you're feeling incredibly uncomfortable in that moment and being able to sit with somebody who is having whatever feelings is not you know it doesn't feel safe for you and it doesn't feel okay for you so the other piece is like to kind of check out and not really be present and just be like uh-huh 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 which again, doesn't help to support that person. And then um, <laughs> the third thing that often happens when we are in a situation where somebody is having an emotion or distress about something, um, some feelings, um, and we are uncomfortable, is we change the subject. <laughs> and we make it all about us. 
So you use that opportunity to be like, oh yeah, I totally, I remember this time when this happened to me and blah, blah, blah. And what it does is it deflects from the person having the emotion and the experience and it allows the you the person who's feeling uncomfortable to take back the control of the narrative of that situation so those are kind of like the three top there's other things other reactions that happen but those are kind of like the three top and when you're in the moment of some deep emotional work where you're like you're you know you're being vulnerable and you're crying or you're being vulnerable and you're sharing you know something that you feel shame or guilt or whatever fear about and the person in front of you is either trying to fix it so you know they just want it to be shut it all down so you shouldn't feel it um or they're like okay hey you know what i'm gonna check out so i'm not really present so then it feels like well it's not really safe for me to have my feelings because person isn't really present in this moment with me um and or the third which is like okay every time i start to try to share about what's going on with me the person turns around and makes it about them so this breaks down the safety and the conversation like the safety issues in the uh, in that moment so if you the person who's on the receiving end not necessarily receiving end but in that capacity of one person's having the the emotion and you're going to be the support person um, you really need to own and honor and check in with yourself to see whether or not you have the, the bandwidth the the capabilities to be there and if you can't then it's better for you to say hey I really care about you but I don't I'm really uncomfortable and I don't know how to support you in the ways that I'm comfortable supporting. And these are the ways that I'm comfortable supporting. Just listening or doing some problem solving with you or, you know, um, you know, having a conversation about, you know, um, you know, some of the solutions to the, the situation, but just sitting here and, um, you know, having you cry, I'm not, I don't know what to do with this and I'm really having an uncomfortable time with this. So is there anybody that is equipped that can hold space for you? And then when you need the other thing that I'm really good at, then come back to me and I'll like totally be there for you. That's also okay. It's okay to say, hey, I'm not, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. It's just like, I'm not really good at this piece. So um, if you're, you know, this is how I can show up for you. But if that's not what you need right now, then please go find, reach out to somebody that can do what you need for that for you right now and then come back to me and then I'll give you my part that I can do. And I think that's a really important piece of this conversation is that, um, you know, I've talked, I recently talked about having your team, right? Your team of professional support to help you with your growth and your wellness. I do, I also believe it's important to have your team of your, like, your people that all have different strengths and have all different skill sets. So, for example, when I'm in the middle of really deep emotional, like, heavy, heavy, emotions and I need somebody to just hold space and let me 
fall apart, let me cry, let me scream, let me do whatever I need to do emotionally so that I'm not in that space by myself, which is very profoundly healing for me. I have a person, I have a couple of people who are really, really, really good at just holding space and letting me, let me do my thing and helping me process if I need that. And then I have a couple of peeps that are really good about, you know, their role is like, hey, um, do you need, do you need me to go get you something? <laughs> like, what can I go get you? Right? Like, that's, that's, that's their way of saying, hey, I got you. Right? I, you know, I, I got you, you know, um, while you're going through this emotional distress. And, you know, do you need to pick you up anything at the store? And that's important too. That's, that's not more important than the person who can like sit with me in the middle of ah, like full on, you know, blubbering. I you can't hear me. You don't understand me. Um, you know, the person that goes to the store to go get me, um, you know, comfort food after I've had my cry um, or my whatever feelings that I'm dealing with um, is just as important. And each person has their gifts and their skills. I have, you know, somebody who's, if I really just need somebody to go pat me on the head and say, it's going to be okay, I got people that can do that for me. And that's their skill set. But their skill set is not while I'm in the middle of my deep emotion. <laughs> that is not their skill set. Because <laughs> that isn't where they're at. So I think it's, you know, there's a couple, you know, here's the recap of it is that one, you know, own what your skill set is. When somebody is needing something from you, own what you are good at and what you're capable of doing and give them the information that this is what my skill sets are. How would you like to utilize them? <laughs> All right. Two, ask person who's having the emotions, ask the person who's having emotions, how can I support you in this moment? And here are my skill sets. So the person can choose from your list of skill sets. If they are not, if those skill sets are not what they need, then you can say, I will not be upset or offended or hurt if you need to, there's something else that you need and I can't give you that right now. So, you know, if you got some of your people, call one of your friends, whatever, some of the other people in your world. This creates a better place of that. One, the emotions aren't causing more stress within that relationship. And this is not just, I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about all kinds of relationships, friendships, siblings, family, co-workers, all sorts of relationships. So moral of that story is know what your skill sets are around emotions. Are you really good at the brainstorming, the problem solving? Are you really good at that's, it's okay. Everything's going to work out. Are you really good at the physical comforting, the nurturing comforting? Are you really good at just holding space and letting 
person just talk and share and feel and that you don't have to do anything. You're just there with them so that they're not alone. You know, what is your skill set around emotions? And if you're like, well, I don't like emotions at all and I don't have any of those skill sets, then um, I highly would recommend coming and seeing me so we can heal some of that stuff. <laughs> And I say that is because unless you're going to live in a cave and never have any physical or never have any human contact whatsoever, um, you're going to have to learn how to navigate that instead of avoiding it. Because avoiding it doesn't support you and it doesn't support the people around you. The person who's having a feelings, it's really, really important to take the moment That's beautiful. Somebody, somebody just uh, that are live said, uh, great advice beyond setting boundaries, be clear with what you can offer, offer, which is fantastic. Exactly. And the person who's having the emotions, it's important if you can to really start to drop into what is it that I need in this moment? Do so you can start to recognize so that you can ask for what you need, not just expect people to figure it out, but to truly ask for what you need to be like, okay, I'm about ready to cry. I'm about ready to, you know, I have some feelings. Can you hold space for me? This is what I need. Are you capable of it? Even before you get into the emotions, like ultimately that's the ultimate goal of awareness, self-awareness is that you know who you are, you know, your emotions, you know, what the feelings are about you know you can check in with yourself and say hey what do i need right now do i just need to share do i just need to talk do i just do i need to to work through it do i need to process do i need some advice like what do I, do i just need a hug what is it that i need now that takes time so that's why we're starting with baby steps here's the baby steps ask if you know Give other people permission to say, hey, I'm not in the headspace to do this for you. And to have a couple of people start to create your, your team, your A team, your, your, you know, your team of people who can have all sorts of skill sets that can support you during any emotional distress whatsoever. And start to become part of other people's A teams that can support people through their emotions in whatever skill set you got. All right, hope that was helpful. All right, so a couple of things before I let you go off into the world. One, thank you so much for hanging out with me and for listening. And I hope today was inspirational and it was delightful and you learned some new stuff. Um, and maybe had a laugh or two because, you know, I tend to be kind of funny. <laughs> At least I think I am. <laughs> the next thing is, is that today's episode was sponsored by Tickle.Life. Um, for all of your sexual wellness and education needs, go check out Fantastic Hub, Tickle.Life. And I am the host of Tickle.Life's podcast, so uh, please check that out 
I believe it's on Apple and Spotify, as well as you can find it at Tickle.life. And that show is fantastic, by the way, um, because I talk about, I, talk, I interview experts and find out about their juicy details of their lives, their, their personal lives, their sex lives, their masturbation lives, like all sorts of things. So um, if you like being a voyeur, it's a fantastic show to listen to. <laughs> you can spend more time with me by visiting me at succulentliving.com for all your sexual wellness needs. Uh, and for all of your BDSM education needs, you can find me at empressgaia.com. And don't forget to follow me on all the social media platforms under Gaia Morissette or Empress Gaia. And don't forget, I have an app. My Orgasmic Life podcast has its own app that you can get on Google Play. So you can take me with you everywhere you go. Everywhere. Wouldn't that be fantastic? <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? You can have me all the time, everywhere. <laughs> you never miss me at all. Um, so you just type into Google Play, um, My Orgasmic Life, and the app pops up. And you just download it, and you can play me and take me with you everywhere you go. If you don't have the app, you can always um, find me on Spotify and Apple and on all of your favorite platforms that you listen to other podcasts or where you're listening to music. All right. I think that's it. That's it. That's all. Goodbye, sexy people. I will see you later. I will talk to you later. And you will hear me later. Bye-bye.